everybody, everybody, gather around, gather around, gather around. This is the I'm Just Saying Show with your host, uh, Justin Worley. And this is episode 69. <laughs> Fucking funny. Oh, God. Sounded like Chip Chipperson there. Uh, 69, the old nose in the butthole episode. Because, you know, when you're doing 69... Uh, more likely than not, a nose is in or around the vicinity of a fucking butthole. So, congratulations. You're on the nose in the butthole episode. You're on it. You're listening to it. I'm on it. You fuck. Um, it's been a cool week this week. Uh, I got the uh, the white privilege of uh, being on C-Sharp's podcast. Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out. But it'll be on YouTube, and I'll put it on the Facebook page and Instagram and all that stuff for uh, for your watching enjoyment. It is a video podcast, so you'll be able to see my stunning good looks. Uh, it was a great time uh, with him and his crew out there in uh, the mean streets of uh, Kutztown, PA. That's right. You don't fuck around in those neighborhoods. Sip a beer for K-Town. Ring baloney once, ring baloney twice. I go to Kutztown. Jeez, that's nice. As the Dutchies would say. Anyway, had a great time on that show. Got got to uh, got to laugh, tell a bunch of stories, and uh, and yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Finally seeing this uh, this uh, ugly piece of shit on tape, tape, video. I don't fucking know. Whatever you call it. Um, what else is going on? I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. There's something. There's something about having to go to the bathroom while driving that, uh, well, let me back up. I made, uh, I made hot beef jerky yesterday. I marinated it in a bunch of shit, which, uh, which was hot. Uh, I, Worcestershire sauce was the base liquid, but then I, I added in, um, 12, 12 cayenne chilies cut up with the seeds and two ghost peppers uh, cut up with the seeds and marinated it for about 12 hours. And let me tell you, it is some good fucking jerky, but it is some hot fucking jerky. So long story short, I'm eating this today. Now a day old jerky, but in the fridge, it's still good. Still good. Don't fucking judge me. With your HIPAA laws or whatever, what the fuck, OSHA, whatever, what the fuck is the sanitation law? The sanitation, sanitation laws. HIPAA's doctor. Why did I say HIPAA? Anyway, so now my bowels are on fire. My stomach is literally on fire. I have pissed out my ass twice while at work today. Literal rivers of shit pouring out of me. And what it literally looks like beef stew. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, uh, on, I was good. I was good. I got out of work. I was on the way home and I, I get a little far away from work, but not close enough to home to feel good about it. And the stomach pains start. And I had even went to the bathroom late in the day, hoping to get something out of me before I got in the car. Nothing came out. So I was like, all right, I'll be good till I get home. No, no. Your, your stomach and asshole know when you get in a car and you're not going to be out of shitter for a fucking while. 
They know, all right, let's fuck with this guy. He wants to eat like an asshole. Let's fuck with him. So there I am in the car, and all of a sudden the gut pain starts. And it, uh, it, it's, it's just burning because of the hot, the hotness. So the lower stomach is just on fire. And then I'm sweating. And then I probably burned through a quarter of a, maybe half a, I probably burned through a quarter tank of gas just getting home. That's how fast I was going. I have a 40 minute drive, but, uh, all back roads and I was burning through them. Uh, so then it, then it always, you know, it does that thing where it gets really intense, really intense pain. Like you really got to go. Then it almost moves like you're going to shit and it just sits there in your asshole for a little while. And then all of a sudden it just all goes away. It all goes away. You feel good. Feel good. So you start, you start, uh, taking your, taking your eye off it. You start letting it go. Let It's in the background now. I'm not going to have any more pain. Look, it doesn't hurt. I don't even have to go. I feel good. Uh, But when you take your eye off the prize, it fucking rears its ugly head as soon as there's any type of traffic. So I actually made a U-turn and went another way because there was traffic backed up and there was no way I was sitting in that. Uh, But then it goes away again. And here's the thing about your asshole. It knows when you're almost home. Because you could be good the entire ride. The entire ride. Like, you had the initial pain in the beginning. You had the initial urge. I have urges. Uh, initial urge to, to go. And then you get about a half mile from your house. And it's fucking through the roof. Your asshole's like, ah, I know you're almost home, but not quite home. I'm going to fuck with you. Oh, you have to shit, don't you? Hey, hey, motherfucker, you have to shit. Hey. Maybe your little asshole's like talking. Because it's a guy. Hey, asshole. No, that's my name. I got shit. You got shit, don't you? You got shit. Huh? You want to shit in your car, don't you? You're thinking about pulling over. You have a napkin in your lunchbox. Maybe that'll be enough to wipe, but probably not because it's going to be bad. So, you know, you get to the house and you're struggling to get in. You're, you're panicking to get your stuff out of the car. And then you finally sit down and it's just <sighs> the relief. The sweet relief of being on the brink of shitting your pants to when you make it to the toilet, there might be nothing better. I mean, yes, some people think that watching the birth of your children is an amazing event. I submit to you that that taking a shit after really having to hold it and hold it and hold it for a while might be better than watching your children be born. I I think that's fair. I don't think there's an argument there. I think that's fair. I think Amelia would agree. Uh... That doing that is better. Oh, Jeebus. So, the Eagles had a bye week this week, so there was no football news. They play the Patriots next weekend. This weekend. Coming weekend. Uh, Me and the lovely wife are going to the mountains of Virginia. Her mother and father have a timeshare out there. They have been, uh, you know, nice enough to let us use that facility. And we're going to have a nice little weekend for her birthday. She turns 30. The old bitch is 30. It's time to trade it in for somebody young and impressionable who has no idea what alcoholism is. Anyway. So prepare for the alcoholic. Uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Um, that's, that's, uh, there's not much. There's not much. It's been a slow week this week so far. It's only fucking Monday. Oh, I couldn't do the show last night. I had to, uh, uh, the computer decided to update because I've been putting it off forever and it took hours. So that didn't happen. No podcast last night. So this is the, this is the 
Hey, sorry I'm late to part two, but we need the episode 69. Dude, can you believe I almost have 70 episodes of this bullshit? 70 episodes. You'd think I'd be popular. Although, some say my content is inappropriate. I don't know. Um, shout out to, uh, to my buddy Tate. Tate Hammer of the... Uh, of the indie pre- indie wrestling circuit, the uh, what the hell is his name? What the hell is his organization? Oh, uh, let me look it up. A Atomic Championship Wrestling (ACW). I didn't even have to look that up, Tate. Just so you know, I was about to. I was googling it. Um, Atomic Championship Wrestling. Um, his father passed away, so condolences to my buddy, my buddy Tate Hammer. Um, anything else? Anything else to bring you up to date in my life? No, I think I'm just going to be wasting your time if I go on with anything else because nothing, there's nothing of significance. So don't, uh, don't smoke ghost pepper jerky and then get in a car because you will have to piss out your ass and shit your pants. Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie. I don't care about these emails. Bernie Sanders calls gun buybacks constitutional at rally. It's a it's essentially confiscation. That's what he said. It's essentially confiscation for those of you who don't understand far side. Far side? That's a comic. Farsi? I don't know. Mandatory gun buybacks are unconstitutional. Should I read this like Bernie Sanders? I'll read his quotes when it gets to him as Bernie Sanders. Mandatory gun buybacks are unconstitutional and could give the federal government broad power, broads, always problems, power to impose their uh, will on law-abiding citizens, said 2020 presidential candidate, uh, presidential hopeful, Senator Bernie Sanders on uh, Sunday. Sanders was taking questions at the green at a green jobs town hall in, Char- in Charles City, Iowa, when he was asked for his opinion on mandatory buybacks of AR-15s and AK-47s. I don't support a mandatory buyback is essential as essentially confiscation. It's hard to read and sound like him, <laughs> which I think is unconstitutional. It means that I'm going to walk into your house and take something, whether you like it or not. It does not. I don't think. That stands up to constitutional scrutiny. Boy, look at that. Sounds like he's right here, huh? Sounds like he's right here in the room. Sanders shared his gun control plan, for uh, which included taking an adversarial stance against the national, the NRA, um, increasing background checks and banning the sale of assault weapons. We cannot allow the NRA to dictate policy because they intimidated Trump. And they intimidated the Republican Party. I'm not going to be intimidated by them. Um, we didn't buy them back under Obama either, right? Okay, just making sure. Uh, I can just imagine. I'm looking at a picture of the guy who asked this question. Yeah, you're not going to come in and take our guns, are you? Because these fucking colors don't run, you fucking old bitch. <laughs> I can just hear it now. Former uh, fellow 2020 candidate Beto O'Rourke was outspoken was an outspoken advocate for mandatory buybacks. Yeah, well, he's no longer anything. Uh, this isn't the first issue. Blah blah blah. Da da da. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. And then there's yeah, I don't care. Uh, so yeah, Bernie, this is a good thing for him. This is going to help him because 
Yeah, he wants to do... I don't think anybody really cares about increasing background checks or anything like that. I mean, good, fine, whatever. Some states have tougher ones than they do than other states. So, you know, maybe tighten up the strings on the states that just go, here's a fucking gun. Uh, but... And maybe they got to change a private sale kind of deal. I don't know. But, yeah, this is going to be good for him. Bernie Sanders uh, not back in the uh, gun buyback. However, he is trying to ban the sale of them of certain rifles which it's just because they don't i don't know i think i don't care i personally don't care i don't need an ar-15 and an ak-47 so i have no dog in this fight but at least he's not trying to take guns out of your home so that's a plus that's going to make him look good that might get some uh, in-between voters that might not this guy but I, I'm just afraid he's going to die, you know? <laughs> he's an all right guy. I don't agree with the free college and all that shit because it, it's going to be put on the taxpayers anyway. But uh, it's, I don't know. I, he, I, he had a heart attack. He's in his fucking mid-70s. It's not good. It's not a good idea. He's not even in the job yet and he's having heart attacks. Like with the stress of the presidency on him, I don't, it, it worries me. Uh, former Michigan State football and Detroit Lions wide receiver Charles Roger died at the age of 38. We are deeply saddened uh, to learn the passing of Charles Rogers, the Lions said. From Saginaw to East Lansing to Detroit, Charles' connection to the state of Michigan and its football community was felt by many during the course of his life. We extend our heartfelt sympathies and condolences to his friends and family. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you mention family first, not friends? Anyway, just my... You're picking at nothing. Uh, during this difficult time, Rodgers, the second overall pick uh, in 2003 NFL draft, played three seasons with the Lions. He only played in 15 NFL games due to injuries, totaling 36 catches, 440 yards, four touchdowns. Michigan State uh, statement. Rodgers' cause of death was not immediately known. However, according to his former Saginaw high school football coaches, Roger died from liver failure. I called his mom at the hospital over the weekend and got a chance to talk to Charles. The news outlet report reported former Saginaw High School football coach said he he was going to the Lord. Rogers also battled cancer, the news website said. Uh, well, probably radiation. He had cancer. Whether that was related to his liver, I don't know. They had given him 30 days to live if he didn't get a liver transplant. Rogers started... Oh, so, dude, I, I hope... like. He, I would hope he fucking... Oh, it sucks. 30 days to live if you didn't get a liver transplant. So you're just laying there in bed going, okay. 30 days. At that point, would you just booze your fucking ass off? Well, yeah, I mean, your liver just processes everything out of your body. That's why we're doing Sober January, people. Boy, you're going to love the angry podcast during during fucking January. Uh, yeah, me and, me and the faff. Or doing sober January. Which means midnight, New Year's Eve, is the last drink I will have. Well, no, I guess it will be before midnight. Personal trainer dealt with rude and negative comments comments after losing 120 pounds. Nicole Caparilla decided she had to make some serious changes when she topped off the scale at 266 pounds. While she's much healthier and happier now, her journey... Come didn't come with without struggles. Look at the fucking tits on her. Got a set of tits. However, it looks like she got the tit job and then got a tummy tuck. 
I've struggled with my weight pretty much my whole adult life now, ever since my first pregnancy 13 years ago. Caparella. I'll have a, uh, I'll have a, uh, a gyro with some capacella on it, caparella on it with some uh, gabagool and uh, some Moulin Rouge. Uh, a 31-year-old Connecticut uh, from Connecticut told Fox, during this time, I'd been working on my fitness. Fitness dick in that ass! Anyway, uh, with not much results, no matter how much I worked out or ate. After struggling to lose weight, she decided to take a necessary, serious step. I decided after many attempts at dieting and yo-yo weights to get weight loss surgery, she said. My body needed a little restart. When I was cleared to work out at two weeks post-op, I hit the gym. And now, two and a half years later, I'm still at it. Since making the change, Caparella has... Caparella has lost over 120 pounds. And she looks good. She looks like she's fucking in shape now. Maybe a little thick, but good thick. Um, Caparella said that she changed my... I changed my lifestyle from the way I eat, what I put in my body, like cock and cum, and my exercise regimen. For the past two and a half years... I don't like how they're writing two and a half. For the past 2.5 years. 2.5. I worked out five to six days a week. I focus on both strength training and cardio, and I even became a certified personal trainer. Talk about a lifestyle change. Not everyone was supportive, however. While speaking with the Daily Mail, Caparella explained, although I never received any nasty comments to my face, I did receive rude comments after my weight loss success from some people closest to me. I'm talking about friends I've had all, I've had all my life. They were not supportive at all. They would criticize everything about me and put me down, not realizing their jokes hurt. They'd judge or joke about what I was wearing and tell me I wasn't perfect. They were very negative. Uh, yeah, she definitely had the tummy stuff done. You can see that. And she had something done to her tits. But when you're, when you're that big, I guess you don't have a choice. You know, you gotta, you gotta get something done. Uh, she explained to Fox News that she... Had to deal with just very negative comments throughout my process. She would have to deal with jokes and comments ranging from what I previously looked like to what I was wearing now. Of course, it didn't matter what others said because Caparilla, uh, she was inspired by her three daughters. It's a lot of work. Ba, 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 da, da, da. Nah, so she's not a fatty anymore. Good for her. She's not a fatty. She got some surgeries to uh, clean up the old skin there. Got the tits lifted a little. Got the fucking tits lifted. You get your fucking tits lifted! <laughs> Johnny Sack from The Sopranos. I have to come home to this fat fucking mess. And in two and a half years, you're gonna fucking lose 120 pounds. You're gonna go to the gym every six to seven days a week. You're gonna get your fucking stomach fixed. And you're gonna get your fucking tits lifted! I don't think so. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> what's this broad? Drake boot off stage at Camp Flog Flognall. Flog. Yo, we gonna flog or nah? No, nah. we gonna flog or nah? And Tyler, the creator, responds. Drake was boot off stage after making some unwel an unwelcome appearance at Tyler, the creator's Camp Flog Flognall festival on Sunday. After a poor reception from the fans, a 33 year old rapper addressed the crowd and asked if he should keep going. You know, I'm going to tell you, like I said, I'm here for you tonight. If you want me to keep going, I'll keep going, said Drake before having, before receiving a deluge. 
Deluge, D-L-U-G-E, Deluge. Well, I think it's time for a uh, Google. The hell is Deluge? I'm assuming it means a lot. Deluge meaning inundant with great quantity of something. <laughs> he received a great great quantity of booze. Ah, uh, said Drake before receiving a deluge or great quantity of booze and negative reactions from the crowd. It's been love. I love you. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. Drake said in response. The teenage fever rapper then walked off stage, ending his set 20 minutes earlier than expected. Um, Tyler, the creator, took to Twitter and respond. I thought bringing one of the biggest artists on the fucking planet to a music festival was fire. It was fire, y'all. But flip side, a little tone deaf knowing the specific crowd it drew. Some created a narrative in their head and acted out like assholes. Like assholes. When it didn't come true and don't fuck. And, and I don't fuck with that. It's, yo, he don't fuck with that. Anyway. That's the fucking show today. Just know that uh, Tyler, the creator, he don't fuck with that. But thank you for fucking with my podcast. Episode 69. Next week, it's going to be... I don't know when I'm going to get the show out, just so everybody's aware. It. Uh, I will be driving home on Sunday, plus the Eagles play a late game. I do have off Monday, so at the latest, it'll be Monday. All right, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, check out my buddy C Sharp on YouTube. Uh, I, I think it's just C... What is it? Well, let's see if I can find it here. You on the YouTubes. C Sharp... C-Sharp Interviews is what it is. C-Sharp Interview Questions. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Where's he at? Chad, I'm sorry. I suck. I suck at helping you. But anyway, I'm on that show. He has a Facebook page. You can get him on there. But, uh... Chad Sharp, follow him on Facebook and then go to his uh, show page and fucking like that too. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, download on Launchpad, go to Apple Podcasts, fucking search my name out. You'll, it'll come up, you hit the little subscribe button and boom, it downloads automatically to your phone. I'm on Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, I'm on your mom. No, she's too old. Um, anyway, thanks a lot. That's been the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. And I love you all. Later! I'm just saying, I don't get upset. Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm just saying, don't you take it personally.